we're going to continue our series for Ready for Victory. You know, it's amazing how God set this month up for us. If you've been with us for a few weeks now, uh, you realize we have gotten into the story of a man named Gideon. Our Bible verse for this month comes from 1 John chapter 5, 5 verse number 4. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Remember, every month we have a verse of the month. Every month we have a theme of the month. This theme this month is ready for victory. Well, you don't just show up to the battle and have the victory. Something has to happen. You've got to get prepared. And so we're using the illustration of Gideon for that. In week number one, Pastor Jen, who launched us into this month, that if we're going to be ready for victory, we got to don't give up, get up. And she dived into that pretty hard because so many people, when you've gotten beat up, or you've gone through the battle and you're not winning and you may be in the side of defeat, you, you get down. You get down in your, your spirit man. You get down in your outward appearance. Even some lay down and say, I quit, I give up. And she kind of encouraged us to get up. And that would give us a victory mindset. You gotta have a victory mindset. You gotta win. You gotta decide I wanna win. We're not losers, we're winners. I mean, the worship team helped us understand that. The grave is empty today. We've overcome. We've we are the victors today. You gotta act like it though. And you gotta say amen when the pastor says something good, too. And some of you just stare at me. Ah. Listen. You have to live in victory outside the doors of the church, outside of the confines of your home. And all of you are watching around the world today. This message is for you, my friend. Get that victory mindset. So we use the story of Gideon. It's found in Judges chapter 6 through 8. And this is where a guy by the name of Gideon was... Encouraged by the Lord to step out of his comfort zone and move on in life. But he was up against a huge army called the Midianites. They were so huge they couldn't even count the number that would sweep down and destroy their crops, kill their animals, ravage their towns. That's what they were living under. And last week we taught that that subject matter has a lot to do with our spiritual set. It's one thing to be physically ready. It's another thing to be spiritually ready. I'm going to say that again. It's one thing to be physically ready for a battle. It's another thing to be spiritually ready for a battle. And, and we must understand that if we're going to be spiritually ready, this message last week was to get rid of the sin, get rid of the idols. You know, he was supposed to be living for God, this guy named Gideon. The Israelites were supposed to be living for God. God's the one that brought them out of Egypt. God, the one that brought them out of slavery. But yet, they got into freedom, 
and all of a sudden they start writing their own rules. And unfortunately, they start having other idols. The idols of the land started to encompass them. So they would raise up idols to Baal and other gods. And they would not just raise them up, they would begin to worship the other idols. It's kind of what we do in our world, isn't it? Things are going good, 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 and we get these other things that become priorities in our lives. God is not first anymore. God's just one of many. Hello, I'm preaching to you today. God's one of many. Many items. The job is good. The education is good. The family's good. Everything's good. And we say, oh, we've arrived. And all of a sudden, other things start taking priority in our lives. God said, there will be no other gods before me. Only one God. Hello, hear the word. There's only one God. You can't raise up the other gods in your lives. And so we, we dove into that. See, and because, and some of you have lived in sin, you've got to understand, listen, God doesn't look at your past. He looks at your future. He doesn't look at your mistakes. He sees your potential. He doesn't look at all the things you've done wrong. He looks at all the things you're about to do right. Everybody should have said amen on that one. I know you all got your masks on, but so you got to amplify a little bit louder. See, God holds his, your future in his hand. And if you believe that, you will trust God. You will believe in God. You will walk with God. And so Gideon tried to use his excuses like some of us do sometimes with God. Here's my excuses, God, of why I can't, why I'm not qualified. Matter of fact, he used the word, I'm the least qualified. I'm not even only the least in my family, I'm the least in the whole country. Everyone's more qualified than me, and he was trying to convince God of his qualifications that he didn't have any. How many excuses have you used with God before? Oh, God, no, 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 I can't sing on the worship team. I'd be nervous. I can't play. I can't do that. I can't. You're going to stand before God, and you're going to give him all your excuses of why you couldn't. Oh, it's COVID-19. We can't do it. No, it's really COVID-21 now. You can call it any name you want. You can't keep using excuses. So God cleaned that whole mess up with Gideon, and Gideon decided, I'm going to get rid of the idols. God's going to forgive my past. The angel of the Lord showed up, had a little chat with him. You know, God's going to go to extreme measures to get your attention. I'm going to say that again because you didn't say amen. God's going to go to extreme measures to get your attention. And some of you need to realize you've got to quit putting God into this position of saying, okay, I'm going to show up again. How many times does God really need to show up before you really start believing? See, it goes from that defeated mindset to that victory mindset. It goes from living in the bondage and the captivity and the Midianites beating you up all the time and the enemy wreaking havoc in your life till you start saying, I am a child of God. I'm somebody with God. I'm valuable to God. I'm precious in His sight. I'm going to live like that. Well, 
the pastor's wife is happy today because <laughs> I lifted her over that fence. So get that Bible verse again. For everyone born of God, that means you're born again. You give your life to Christ. Overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So do you have to decide, you, it's your decision, who is fighting the battle. You decide who is fighting the battle. Is God fighting the battle? Or are you fighting the battle? Is God fighting the battle? Or are you fighting the battle? You're going to learn that answer today. So Gideon, after he has these questions for the Lord, I'm sure none of us have ever asked questions of God. And we dealt with those questions last week. Then after he asked some questions, he asked another question. After he's done with the questions, he says, hey, God, I want a sign. I'm done with my questions. Now I want a sign. So Judges chapter 6, verses 36 through 38, is, a, is an incredible illustration to this sign. God always fulfills his promise to you, friend. God will never lie to you. Are you hearing me? He will never mislead you. If it's his ways, it's the right way. Boy, write that one down. Online people, I know you got that. If it's his way, it's the right way. It's all these bullheaded people in Rome that God has given me. I love you. That's why I talk straight to you. No candy coat. It's the real deal. God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. But you've got to do it his way. You don't write the rules. You don't make up your excuses. You don't do it the way you think you ought to do it. You do it his way. And when you do it his way, you sometimes are so stubborn, you don't only ask the questions, but now you ask for a sign. Gideon. He says to the Lord, look, Lord, I've got this fleece. How do you like my fleece today? I got this fleece, Lord, and I'm going to put it on the threshing floor. And look, Lord, in the morning there's going to be dew. You know, the kind of the rainish moisture that comes down in the night all the time. And all the ground is going to be dry. And I know that you're going to just make the fleece wet. So I'm going to put this fleece down on the ground before you. You see that online campus? See it? I'm going to put this on the ground now, Lord. And I want to make sure that you know that all that land out there, it's not going to get one drop of dew on it. All the dew is only going to come right here, God. Man, that guy had some. I, I, I would be scared to death to tell God something like that. I mean, that dude messed up. 
You know what God did? He answered his request. I mean, that night, in the night, God makes that all dry and that wet. So the next day, Gideon gets up and he's saying, okay, we're going to find out if this is really true. And he gets up and the Bible says he rings this out. And the water only comes out of the fleece. Now you would think, that's a miracle. I mean, who would have thought that? That's a miracle. I don't think I could have asked that question. I'm pretty smart. So he says to God, okay, God. Thank you for answering that. Not, I really believe you are God now. I got another sign I want you to do. What? I know all the online people, you would never ask God for the second sign. It's just for the people who are here in Rome today. They got to hear this part. The second sign. It's just for our new visitors that have come from different countries. It's just for you because I know all these other people. They're just perfect. So here we go. Second sign, God, this is what I want you to do. It wasn't one enough. One wasn't enough. Two. The second sign comes from Judges chapter 6, verses 39 and 40. So if you want to go home and read it and see it for yourself. So he says, okay, God, this is what I want you to do. I want you to wet all the ground around the fleece. And you keep this dry. That's pretty bold. How many would be that bold with God? Just say, okay, God, handle that. Any, I got anybody that really stubborn in my church? Okay, thank you. You really are that stubborn? Well, we're going to work on you, girl. Anybody with red hair, we're going to go on. No, now you think about that. So the next day, Gideon gets up and says, okay, let's go see if God handles my second sign. He goes down there, and he's, he's walking. He feels the wet, feels the dew on his feet, and he sees that the fleece is totally dry. God went to an extreme measure to get one point across to one guy. God went to an extreme measure to get one point across to one guy. He knows your name. He knows your story. He knows where you've come from. He answers your questions. And if it takes a sign, he'll give you a sign. And that's for my sister with the red hair. Hear your pastor today. Gideon was now convinced God had answered his questions, God had given him the signs. So now he's got to get his army ready for battle. It wasn't just the fact that this was God showing he's going to win this battle. <laughs> it was the mere fact that God had given him the sign 
that God was the one talking to him. Because my friend, there's a lot of voices that want your attention in your life. There's a lot of people trying to give you direction in your life. Listen to God. And there are times in our lives that God put men of God or women of God in our lives to help give us those directions. As the mouthpiece of God. As the one kind of giving you the instruction. It's reinforcing what the word is saying. That's why this pastor always uses a scripture to prove what I'm saying. I don't make it up. It's what the word says. The account is all. You can go back to every message I've preached since I've been here. It's all recorded. It's all documented. It's all scripture based. And when it's scripture based, you can take the words of this pastor or that pastor and you can go back to the scripture and it's going to be justified, ratified by what the word says. That's how you've got to govern your life. You can't just say, okay, I heard somebody on some television show or on the internet or over here or over there and they said this. My friend, if we listen to everybody, every place, you're going to have all kinds of voices giving you all kinds of directions. Narrow that thing down. Say, you just said something about the online. Listen, my friend, it's going to be supported by the word. Did you hear what I just said, online campus? It's going to be supported by the word of God. And if it's not, don't believe it. So if Gideon was going to get his army ready, and you got to understand that the army that he was about to fight was so big, they couldn't even count how many army guys there were. And later, you're going to learn next week, they couldn't even count the number of camels because it was like counting sand. Wow. That's how, many, that's how many animals they had in this battle. So you know how big this army was. They, we haven't even got to that part yet. Gideon was still in the infancy stage, getting out of sin, leaving the idols, God answering the questions, getting his life in order, getting his family in order, then asking God for some more signs. Wait till next week and see what God does to his army. He has a pretty big army. He calls in the nation of Israel. They had fought before. There had been battles before. So he calls them in. He says, hey, these Midianites are trying to destroy us. We better get ourselves together and we're going to fight. But you got to come back next week to hear the story. You don't want to miss next week. You know, my endings of every one of my series, I kind of build you, build you, build you, build you, get you ready for the final moment. Next week's going to be the final. But most of us want to jump from week one all the way to the ending. There's a whole lot of work that has to be done to get ready for the victory. You don't just show up for the battle. You got to get ready for the battle. 
It's a victory mindset, as you heard on week number one. It's getting rid of the bondage and get rid of the stuff in week number two. And in this week, you are supposed to be learning today that God's ready to give you a sign and he's ready to go to extreme measures so that you know it's God talking to you. Some of you need to be listening to what God is trying to say to your life. Quit trying to have all the plans your plans. Let them be God's plans. Don't let all the decisions be your decisions. You'll find out you make mistakes. Yeah, three people believe that. Are you listening to me? You make God's decisions in God's timing, and they'll be the right decision. You make your decision in your timing, and I'll guarantee you, a lot of the time, it will be a mistake. Use it God's way. Because you know why? The battle's the Lord's. Period. I don't fight this battle. God fights this battle. And I'm telling you, I want God on my side. Did you hear what I just said? I want God on my side. This is a spiritual battle. Yeah, there's thousands of Midianites about to destroy you. The devil's about to destroy you. But I want you to know, the battle is the Lord's. This is a spiritual battle. It doesn't matter if it's flesh and blood. It doesn't matter if it's principalities. It doesn't matter if it's sickness. It doesn't matter if it's disease. It's God's battle. And if you realize it's God's battle, you're going to walk in the victory from the beginning of the story to the end of the story. Somebody ought to be getting this today. Because if you thought this story was all about fleeces and idols and all that, you, you missed the story. It's all the garbage in the middle. It's all the stuff in the middle. It's all the issues in the middle. God's calling you over here to say, come on, let's go to victory. Let's live in victory. So let's get through the muck. Let's get through the stuff. And some of us got to get rid of some stuff. Yeah, you love God, but there's still stuff. You don't go into the battle with all the stuff because then you think you're going to win the battle. God's going to win the battle. You want to be on God's side or you want to be on your side? Some of you hesitated. You want to be on God's side? You want to be on your own side? You're going to fight the battle? You're going to let God fight the battle? Listen, you got to get that. Are you going to fight the battle? You're going to let God fight the battle. I'll take God and his legions of angels coming down to defeat a devil that's brought him into Hades and brought him into death and then brought him back to life. I'll take that God. Listen, I'll take the God that can take you through the Red Sea. Nah. Are you listening to me? I'm talking about a God that can speak to the deaf and their ears open. I'm talking about a God that can touch the withered hand and all of a sudden it goes forth. I'm talking about the God that can touch a lame man that's never walked and he can get up. I'm talking about going from defeat to victory. Say, this is only service number one today, Pastor. You got to hold it for the next service, too. Listen, my friend, you showed up to week one or to service number one, you're going to get 100%. I'm not going to give you 50%. God's not going to give you 50%. God's going to give you 100%. 
Don't you want 100%? Don't you want 100%? What were you talking about? I, what about the victory that God wants to give in your life? What about the favor that God wants to give in your life? The battle is the Lord's. But you got to put God in charge. And watch what will happen next. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss next week's message. God takes the mighty army of Israel and makes some decisions that in the natural, you think, oh, no, this one ain't going to be good. But we're not talking about in the natural. We're talking about the supernatural. And you watch how this is going to get us to victory. Don't miss next week. Online campus, get some people. Get a neighborhood watch party. I don't care what you want to call it. Let's have a big army listening to this message because I'm ready to go and bring you to victory. But some of us have gotten to that place now that, hey, I want another sign. This is the point you are in your life. That's why I spent this week on this subject. Last week, it was getting rid of the stuff. The sin, the idols, those are easy to pull down. I'll have no other gods before me. But your idol is whatever it is. Your sin is whatever it is. But now we're talking about the fleeces and the signs that you're asking of God. God, if you'll do this for me, I'll follow you. God's ready to do that for you. But I'm telling you a place in your heart, in your life, that you've got to reconcile the idea that God won't come through for you. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. That's what David said. Listen to my friend. I can give you all the quotes that where the man of God finally realized that, look, this ain't going to be my battle. It's going to be God's battle. I've got to be ready for this victory. And you may have some signs that you've been asking of God. It's okay. Don't fret the sign. I'm serious. You want all the ground around you wet? Let it be wet. You want the fleece alone to be wet? Let it be wet. God's ready to give you a sign. But my friend, I'm telling you, when he's done giving you the sign, Start doing what he's asked you to do. Live in victory. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you that it's true. Thank you for a man named Gideon that uh, went to pretty extreme measures to get your attention. After you had gotten his attention and you told him he was going to be a mighty warrior, he comes to you and says, hey, I've got, I need some signs answered, Lord. And Lord... We know that in our own expectations, some things we ask of you, oh God, is kind of ridiculous. It's kind of, wow, why did I ask God of that? But Lord, today, those that are asking of a sign, I pray, oh God, you give them the sign. God, if it's the second sign or the third sign, Lord, give them the sign. But Lord, I pray for those that have come to this, this place today. 
and they're saying to you, God, there's some areas of my life. I'm not even at the place of asking for the sign. I've got to get rid of some idols in my life. God, let them do that today. Let them ask of that of you today. And Lord, answer their prayer. And God, for those that need the sign, give them the sign. Answer their prayer, God. And Lord, I pray that we as individuals will live and walk in victory. While your heads are bowed, you're thinking about what I've said today. Say, Pastor, I'm the person that is in the first category. I've got some idols in my life. I've got some stuff in my life I need to get rid of. I need to abandon those. There's some sin in my life I've got to get rid of. Ask God today. He'll do that. Just ask Him. Father, forgive me. I'll guarantee you, He will forgive you. That's you today. Say, Pastor, that's me. Would you be so kind to lift your hand up and say, say that prayer for me today. God bless you. God bless you. Someone else say, that's me. God bless you. God will answer that prayer, I'm telling you. I'm not here to judge your sins. I won't single you out. I'm just telling you, friend, God's ready to do that. I'm not asking you to join the church. I'm just asking you to be in the place that you can get rid of the stuff that's messed you up for so long. Anyone else say, hey, that's me. I need that prayer. I need to get rid of some stuff. Thank you so much for listening today. As you have heard this message, I believe God has spoken to your life. Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ, to say yes to him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, that's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because we're, the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're going to help you on this journey with Christ. Maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracles. And so I want to pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now there are people that are praying prayers all over the world and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now, you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video, and you can say, I wanna send that guy a note 
to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.